Welcome to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Your hosts are Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. This program is based on practical life-enhancing tools to shift your energy, mixed in with great stories, lots of laughs and wisdom to help you feel more confident and ignite your full potential. Now, here's Sarah and Sheila. Hey, this is Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner, and we are here with you today to talk about self-care. And I have to say, this is a topic I love because I am a big believer in self-care. But as I was getting ready for this episode, I was surprised to see there are not believers in self-care. In fact, one study showed team self-care was 76.5%, but self-care is overrated was 23.5%. And I found that very startling. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. The people who love self-care, what you can do for self-care, and also the dark side of self-care and people who think it's a bit of a privilege. So Sheila... What is your take on self-care? On self-care? I'm a proponent of it. I believe it's necessary in your life. It is important to take a break from all the stress and anxiety, everything going on in today's world. But I'm not a big, huge self-care-er, I guess you would call me. (laughs) I honestly, if you really want to know, I really suck at self-care. But I have a hard time with it. I have a hard time doing it. I have a hard time like taking the time out to do it making it a priority. I just really generally kind of suck at it. So this will be a good discussion today because we've got two different takes on it. Takes on it. Absolutely. So what you're saying is you believe in it, but you find it hard to follow through. And that's great because at the end, well, that's not great. We're going to work on it. At the end, what we're going to do is we are going to help you, our listeners, um, work through those barriers to self-care and what you can do about it. In fact, we have a little fab self-care pledge that you'll be able to get if you like to and a self-care worksheet that we'll have available to you at the end of this session. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you're saying that you believe in it, but you find it difficult. And there is a lot of barriers to self-care. In fact, they say that women um, really have a challenge with that. And there's a few reasons First of all, women are more stressed than men. I don't find that too shocking, but there have been studies that are have been done by the Psychology Association, and it talks about how women are twice as likely to suffer from severe stress and anxiety as men. So a study published in the Journal of Brain and Behavior shows that there's a gender gap year after year of women consistently reporting higher stress. So we need to deal with that. Clearly, a stress gap exists. And I think we need to take a look at, you know, why is it that women are more depressed? They have more anxiety. And a couple of things that they talk about is the fact that we do so much of the domestic kind of chores and so much of the emotional carrying. We carry the weight of a lot of the emotional stress, the emotional labor. So there's this physical labor, this domestic labor Then there's this emotional labor that women tend to take the responsibility of that. And we don't get enough, I guess, for lack of a better word, credit. There is not in society, because you don't get paid for these kind of jobs, there isn't enough appreciation for the fact that we are handling so much and it leads to increased stress. So what do you think about that? Well, I believe that that's obviously true. And then I also believe that social media plays a big role in the anxiety and depression regarding surrounding self-care. I find it interesting. I found an article that said um, Instagram 
in the age of social media and particularly Instagram that the author believed the pressure that people feel to engage in wellness creates anxiety, self-doubt, and depression. So I think that adds into the mix there. There's oh, like this unspoken pressure to perform healthy living because we're seeing all these wonderful highlight reels of people's lives. And it seems as though everybody else is taking really good care of themselves. And, you know, it makes you feel inadequate. So I That's do interesting. Believe that, that that does add to it. Um, but Barnes & Noble recently released a report that for the first time, more people have invested in books to improve mental health rather than dieting and physical fitness. Yes, really that self that self-development area at Barnes and Noble is huge. But I also think that's a good thing because it helps you not feel so alone. True. So you go to that area and you really can find any book. So we're not alone in this kind of need, this kind of desire to help improve our lives, take care of ourselves. And you're correct, I think with this whole media onset Instagram, there's 1.4 million photos hashtagged um, self-care on Instagram. So there's women, you know, doing yoga poses and taking bubble baths and um, having their green juices and mason jars. And it's showing that like, oh, wow, all these people are taking care of themselves, but I don't feel like I'm necessarily doing that. And it is very much, again, the highlight reel, not the blooper reel of what's really going on in life. And then that pressure, that pressure to feel like I need to do everything. And in fact, some studies have shown when they talk about women in the workforce feeling like you need to do everything. So you're working, you're taking care of your children, and that is a lot of pressure and a lot of demand. So stress seems to be very normalized um, for women. And in fact, some studies show that women, especially when it comes to heart disease, because stress is so normalized, it's easy for women to shrug off symptoms of heart disease. And so what Mm -hmm. happens is, you know, women are a lot more likely to experience disturbed sleep, this anxiety I referred to earlier, fatigue before a heart attack, but because it's normalized, they are not taking the steps they need to, unlike a man who would be like, wow, this is very odd for me to feel this way. And so um, women are actually much more likely than a man to die within a year of a heart attack. Yeah, well, we and ain't got no time for that. So that's that's right. <laughs> that's why we need to embrace self-care. Absolutely. And in embracing self-care, talking about that confusion with what is self-care and then those people who think it's like an overindulgence. Well, here's my issue with it is it's so broad. Like you said, what is self-care? It's so broad. And for me to wrap my mind around that is hard for me to do something that brings me pleasure or makes me happy is if, you know, there's no crap on my steps going upstairs. Like if my kids actually (laughs) pick their stuff up, you know, that makes me feel good. Or it's not like bubble baths and it's not like luxurious spa treatments, you know, to me. Okay. So, but I see that as a pressure, you know, I almost see like, oh, self-care, I really should be like meditating or taking a bubble bath. But it's, that's not realistic for a lot of women. Right. So it's a spectrum. With. It's a spectrum. So it could even be something like as um, simple as just touching in with yourself, like checking in with yourself on a day-to-day basis of, do I need to take a moment to just realign that self-care? So that's like on the spectrum onto the left, like something very simple. I'm just going to breathe for a moment and recenter myself to the extreme, which is I'm going to go away for a girl's weekend and go to a spa the entire time. So it's this huge spectrum and finding where you fall, you fit what it's going to do. And I think that comes to a good point is sometimes it's the little things. And um, at the end of this hour when we do talk about, 
you know, your barriers to self-care and the things that you can do to adopt some self-care strategies, it can be as simple as, okay, I'm just going to deep breathe a little more. Or, you know, at a certain time of night, if I don't have the things done, like the things on the stairs, that's okay. And by Mm -hmm. eight o'clock at night, I'm letting it go. I'm going to let whatever I need to do go and it will be there tomorrow. And I can do that to something a little more um, on the right side, which is, you know what, I am going to um, take 10 minutes, listen to some music, lie down and meditate. Maybe every other day. Right. And it's not the definition. I found a really actually good one in psychology today about self-care and being that it's a holistic process that we all need to in order to foster presence, engagement, wellness and self-love. It's not a singular skill, which is interesting. Instead, self-care includes a wide variety of tasks tailored to meet your diverse needs. And although there may be similarities between self-care strategies Self-care is subjective and tends to vary from person to person, which we kind of know at this point. So while yoga may help your friend regain balance, it may not work for you. So, Yeah, and I think that goes to self-care, as you were saying, when you said, you know, you see all these people and you feel like this, you should do something. And when those creepy shoulds come in, where... For somebody, if it's it's really what it's bringing them, self-care is supposed to bring you some kind of peace, joy, recharge your battery. And if you feel like it's just another thing to do on your checklist, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to do self-care, so that means I have to go to this <laughs> yoga class, then it totally defeats the purpose of what self-care is. Sure. And, and so really identifying, okay, what does self-care mean to you? Is this something that you really want for yourself? Or is it one of those shoulds that you think because society says these are the things we have to do for ourselves? Um And take a moment to figure out, what is it you want for yourself? What is going to recharge your battery? And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can be something little. Right. And that's what I need to focus on more. And I think a lot of our listeners have that problem as well. We just get so caught up in our day-to-day that it's like, oh, man, I forgot to even take care of myself today or do anything um, good for myself. I did realize, like, in preparing for this episode, I was, you know, just trying to think, what is it do I do that helps me? And one thing that I do a lot is listen to music. That's for Mm. me is a a method of self-care. Like this morning, I put on uh, Spotify and got got a really good playlist up and I just felt so much better, instantly better. I was still working, but I felt better. So I felt that that's something that I tend to do more on a regular basis. Right. So that's a strategy that you have um, implemented into your life to help with self-care that you can do every day. And it's a quick strategy to help you. Music definitely changes people's mood. And so that's a great strategy. So I established that, that I do that. I established that I really do suck at Mm self-care. And I also realized that I'm a big fan of Mel Robbins and I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with her. I'm sure you are. She writes the five second rule And I use that a lot to initiate self-care for myself because I oftentimes will allow my other thoughts or my other actions or things that need to be done interfere with my self-care. But Mel Robbins has this great technique. You count backwards from five and blast off. You just launch into whatever it is that you wanted to do in the first place. That's great. And I think it does start ultimately with the intention of saying, I'm going to prioritize self-care because, you know, you can't pour from a 
half empty or an empty cup. And so you really need to regentrify yourself and refill your cup. And I think a lot of times it's also just every day saying, all right, where's like that little gas tank meter? Where are you on that meter? And then making sure that you fill yourself up and you fuel yourself because you are most effective for everybody that you care about and you love in the world if you indeed have a full tank of gas, right? And your cup is full. And sure. so that, that's a great, you know, strategy, um, the five, four, three, two, one, blast off. And then also I think being very clear about the benefits of taking a few minutes to realign with yourself, do something nice for yourself because it re-energizes you. And then you're more effective and more efficient. I find that when I have great self-care habits, I then can like do so much more than I could have had I not. So for example, the other day I was really tired and it was early, but I said, you know what? I'm just going to allow myself to do nothing. And then I woke up and um, in the morning and was like a rock star because I allowed myself to do that, mm-hmm. um, to take the time. And my battery was completely recharged. So instead of going off half battery and feeling guilty, like, wow, I shouldn't, you know, be lazy and turn in for the night so early. But I've learned to adjust that and say, all right, the benefit of the self-care aspect is going to outweigh, you know, is better than holding on to that guilt of not doing anything. And really let, letting go of that guilt that I have to go, go, go and do, do, do. And that's been a process for me, for sure. One of my most favorite quotes is from Anne Lamott. And she says, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes. Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I, I love that. And that's the thing. I unplugged and then I recharged and I was able to do so much more than if I just kept going. Right. No, I agree. Just the other day myself, I went outside. It was a beautiful day. And I had about a half an hour where I could have done some work or sat down or cleaned or done laundry, the never-ending laundry. But I just said, you know what? I'm going to go outside for five minutes. I'm not bringing my phone. I'm not bringing my iPad. I'm just going to sit outside and listen to the birds. And it was wonderful. It was a great five minutes. I came back in and reset and got my day started again. Yeah, that's excellent. And that's something that takes practice. It just takes it practice, does. like allowing yourself and then seeing the benefit. It's like the cost-benefit ratio. You have to realize the benefit is going to be so much greater than if you don't do that. And that's huge. And I think when we do come back from our commercial break, that's going to be coming up, that we should talk about why is it there is just so much guilt surrounded with the fact that we need to take care of ourselves. What is that? Where does that stem from? Don't know, but self care is not selfish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Remember that it is not selfish. And we also talk about what ideas we can come up with, what types of things we can do to incorporate self care into our day, like what physical activities, what type of mental activities, emotional, all, all these types of ideas that we can come up with to help you incorporate more self care into your life. So before we take this quick commercial break, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fab Empowers. Make sure you use the hashtags, hashtag Gab with Fab and hashtag Fab Empowers. Also visit our website at fabempowers.com to get your free gift, a worksheet for today, the latest updates, and join our monthly membership community of empowered women. So coming up, we're going to explore more health self-care, health-care, self-care issues and let you know what you can do. We're also going to have a fun little uh, challenge for you. We'll be right back. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We're right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, this is Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner, and we are back, and we are talking about self-care And we ladies are twice as likely to suffer from severe stress and anxiety. There is this enormous gap between men and women and the stress that we experience. And then they say that women do more unpaid domestic work than men. It's been well documented in our Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders that the prevalent rates of the majority of the anxiety disorders are higher in women than men. Women, we've got a lot to do. We need to practice self-care. We need to reduce our stress, reduce our anxiety, reduce our chances of depression, which is also very high compared to men. 
And why is this? We have this guilt associated with taking care of ourselves. Well, that is going to stop now. We are no longer guilty about taking care of ourselves. It is a very important part of well living and healthy living, making sure that we refill our cups and we can pour from that cup and help everybody we need to help in life. But we first have to help ourselves. So let's talk about favorite ways. Sheila, what's your favorite way? Even though we know that you said you are not very good (laughs) at self-care. We know you put on music. Do you remember the days back in the day when self-care was like laying out in the sun with baby oil on and like sunning in your hair? And (laughs) with foil. You put like the foil sheet thing to even like reflect. (laughs) And now that's not considered self-care at all. With your boom box. Yeah, that's really like, that's like a health scare now. Yeah, (laughs) health scare. Arrested for that. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I think just in society, we are just such a go, go, go society that um, it's like set this expectation that when you stop, it's bad. If you look back years, you know, decades ago, it was more acceptable to take some time just to relax. Or even, you know, you had people over and you'd sit on a couch. That's the thing. There's There was much more of a social element to self-care years ago. Now with technology and social media, that's so far removed that people are feeling isolated and self-care feels like I have to do it for myself. And it's not like group care. It's not like, you know, therapy with getting together with your girlfriends, which is what you know, our That's a huge part do. of my self-care. A huge part of my self-care would be my girlfriend time mm-hmm. because it is like therapy. But you, you come to a really good point with um, self-care in groups versus the individualized self-care. Right. And that's an interesting point because if you go back, um, even just taking the time and the slower pace of living that maybe you would have a couple decades ago, People taking their time, going. you would go to the grocery store, you know, that would be an event, going to the grocery store. Now it's like you go to the grocery store, then you run to the laundromat, and then you have to go drive your kids all over the place um, here and there because of sports is so demanding. Whereas like for us, it was, even when we were in school, you go to school, you had your sports at school, and then you came home, you had dinner, you sat at the dinner table. Sitting at a dinner table, say, every night at the same time, and having a meal that would take you know, more than five minutes, a good half hour is actually a form of self-care, really. You're sure. reconnecting with the people you care about. You're having a quality meal. And now, I mean, I can't think of like the last time I really sat down and consistently on a consistent basis. Do you do that with your family? Sit down? Not as consistently as we should. No. I mean, and if we are, somebody's missing because somebody's at <laughs> practice or rehearsal or right. somebody's traveling. So yeah, it doesn't happen as often like that family structure isn't right. present as much and the friends are busy and everybody just seems to be so busy these days. So you feel alone. So I can totally understand how the depression and anxiety sets in when you have this ice feeling of isolation, yet this feeling that you should take care of yourself. You really don't feel like taking care of yourself by yourself. So it'd be nice to share it with somebody else. But I do think like something even as simple as picking up the phone and calling a friend, not just texting them. And you know, well, could do kids a lot even of do that. They don't even know how to do that. So our modeling of self-care, even to kids who wouldn't even know how to make a phone call. I say that all the time with kids. I'm like, well, yeah. if you haven't heard from the person, why don't you call them? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like on the phone via phone because that adds stress because they don't know what's going on because they're waiting for a text as opposed to being more direct. Sure. So I think there's a lot more stress we're creating by not being direct and having those kind of relationships mm-hmm. that maybe we had in the past that we didn't even realize was a form of self-care. 
Like you didn't even realize that, oh, I'm, <laughs> I am experiencing self-care now because I am sitting at a family dinner or I'm experiencing self-care because I'm talking to a person on the phone and sharing, you know, something that stressed me out. Those yeah. simple things are actually self-care. And I'm noticing there's a disconnect between our generation and the uh, millennials as far as self-care. A lot of us grew up in households where you hustled. You hustled and you made a good living and there wasn't really a lot of time for, you know, there wasn't this downtime as much, except for with your friends. There was, and even our parents modeled that type of behavior for us. But now there's, you know, you're doing yoga with, I don't know, llamas. <laughs> you know, there's all these different programs now. <laughs> Llama yoga. In the workforce, though, there's a there's a disconnect between our generation and the younger generation as far as the hustle because a lot of the younger generation takes the time to do self-care. And we're like, what are you doing? I don't understand. What do you mean you can't come in today? Or you can't work three extra hours tonight? Absolutely. And there are a lot of um, interesting articles on that. And that's where this um, disconnect or this feeling of like, okay, team self-care and then that team of self-care overrated that I alluded to in the beginning. Because some people feel like, especially with the millennials, um, they're not simply caring for themselves you know, to ensure they're being healthy, they're doing this like extreme self-care where a lot of people feel like that's like demonstration of privilege. So again, it goes back to this spectrum of what is self-care and um, finding your balance between what you value and what you think is important. And is that self-care or is it self-indulgence? Right. And we, a lot of us see it as self-indulgence, but I think we also need to reframe and say, okay, well, it is important that we take care of ourselves in a different way because the way that you take care of yourself, you know, varies from person to person. Exactly. And I found it interesting too, because a lot of people are feeling like, especially with um, the 2016 election, that the millennials are feeling kind of um, like they're not going to have effect. So that's why they like retreat inward and they do a lot more of the self-care because it's like, well, I might as well do the things I want for myself because I'm not going to have some kind of impact. Um, and people are worried that then it's a question of responsibility versus like avoidance. If they are, you know, doing this self-care so much and kind of retreating from the world and I'm not going to worry about it. Um, I'm going to go to the spa. And I know you even said you've had some people who work for you at your dance studio who will just, you know, um, from, you know, I guess prioritize the self-care over maybe the work ethic that you and I knew from our generations. Right. Well, it's more like I just, it's almost where I envy them more so Mm. because they're taking the time and they're actually putting themselves first. They're prioritizing their time for their own mental health. So in a lot of ways, I do envy them. And I, because I have such a hard time with self-care and I have a hard time shutting my mind down from the constant hustle and bustle. Right. That I, I envy. So well, can I be the devil's advocate then and sure. say like, so do you feel like they're doing that, but then also holding up to their other responsibilities? Cause as a professor, I feel like I'm not seeing that so much with kids. Like they're prioritizing this other stuff and then not getting their work done that they need to get done. Well, at the end of the day, you know, a couple more years in them, they're going to have to put some work into things. So, you know, unless they're being taken care of by somebody else, it'll will eventually catch up to that. That's an interesting thing that you say, because somebody had said that to me the other day, we were talking a little bit about self care. And, you know, people were saying, oh, the millennials are soft and this and that. And, and, uh, 
they were like, well, don't you think work is just going to make them have to become harder, you know, because of the demand? And I was like, well, I don't really know because are, are, are the workplaces adjusting to the millennials? Like, are the millennials making people bend? Because I have to say, like, as a professor, sometimes I'm not as firm as probably I should be as like a professor, you know, when I was at school, because sure. I wouldn't even like thought not to hand in a paper or come in and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't come today, but like I mistimed my laundry. So I was doing laundry and, you know, it didn't come out in time. So I just didn't come to class <laughs> as opposed to being like, are you, that's why you didn't come to class because you didn't finish your laundry. Oh, you know, I would have never even thought about that. Well, we're in big trouble then. We're not going to be productive in any sense if if this is we're now all doing yoga and I don't know what we're doing. We're painting rocks or something. This particular student was really funny because she's like, I know you like us to communicate with you. So here I am communicating. So it was funny because she came to me at the end of the class. She did not attend the class, but she came to me at the end to communicate because I had said that it was something I really like. Totally not getting the fact that her excuse was really bad. And so I was torn between, well, she made an effort to come communicate because she knows that's a priority for me. And I know that was probably like a big step for her, but she totally missed the point. So she and I actually had a really good laugh about it. I was like, you're going to need to time this stuff a little better, you know, but was I, should I have been like harsher about it? You know, that's what's the workplaces doing. They say a lot of workplaces, um, you know, are adjusting to the the way these kids work. So do we adjust? Is that part of the self-care? Hmm. Not if, not if something's got to get done. You can't adjust. <laughs> not if I, you know, uh, you could adjust to a point, I guess, or appreciate the fact that they want to take care of themselves. Like I said earlier in the show about the whole mental health, that the books are like flying off the bookshelves about taking care of yourself and your mental health. So, you know, in some ways I really, I appreciate that. And it does make me pause and think maybe I should take better care of myself you know, in other ways, right. I think, oh, I got a deadline to make, so can you uh, please show up? Right. And then I think, <laughs> so. you know, it's interesting because on the other hand, my father had run a business and he had an employee who liked to just sleep in later. And he's like, I have no problem with that. If he comes in late, he was into yoga and stuff. So he would go practice yoga in the morning. Now, this particular business, you know, you were able to kind of... um you know, it wasn't necessary for him to be in super early, but I always thought that was great to my dad because he's like, he's a great worker. And if his body, his time, you know, clock makes him more efficient, he gets his yoga done in the morning and then he comes in and he can be super efficient during the day, then that was, that's a good thing. And that was fine. And I remember working for a company where they were very um, anti doing any adjustment of your schedule, even though I knew I would be more efficient. Like I worked really well. Like if I came in the morning, had a break in the afternoon because I was asked to teach fitness classes and the one um, boss up in New York had no problem with that. But the one down here in Philadelphia was like, absolutely not. And I was like, I'll be so much more efficient. Like if I can go out for an hour, teach a class, mm-hmm. like work out and then come back, I will be like a rock star. Um, and I think it was kind of short sighted because there was no specific reason for like, like, it's not like I had specific phone calls or anything that I'd have to be there between 12 and one, mm-hmm. um, you know, or 1130 and 1230, something like that. So I think that it made it hard for me to have my optimal self-care, which is fine. I adjusted, I adapted, but ultimately it led me to leave the company. Um, And I thought it was very interesting because there were three branches and the two bosses of the different branches just had such a different thought about that, about self-care and prioritizing that. The one was like, absolutely not. You have to do what I think you should do. And the other one's like, if that's going to make you a more efficient person and productive, then go for it. Oh, I can understand that. That does make sense because you want to 
you know, be able to bend if you need to bend and you want to be able to get the best out of somebody. So right. what do you do, Sarah, for self-care? Like what types of ideas do you have or what works for you? Oh, well, for me, I think it's a, it's a approach. I mean, the thing I do a lot is I do take bubble baths. I'm all about that. I will sit in the tub and re-energize myself, but it's also very intentional. So I'm not sitting in the tub. You know, sometimes I might, um, feel busy, but it's the intention of saying, okay, I need to relax my mind and re-energize. Another thing I do that really helps me is I will put on the sounds of the season or soundscapes on TV. There's like music that you can put on and I will just close my eyes for 10 minutes and allow that time to regenerate me. And then I can completely, you know, pop up and get back up to work um, and do the things I need to do. So that, those are two things that I do for myself that actually don't take that much time. Sitting in the tub may take a little bit longer, but putting on that soundscape music and having that be a process for myself does, because I've associated it with re-energizing me, it does indeed re-energize me. And again, it's only 10 minutes. So it's not like I'm heading to a spa, although I love that as well. And I'm totally (laughs) open to that. You know, I'll do things like a face mask, you know, that just makes me feel really good. Um, Even little things like, you know, getting a new candle and just lighting that while I do work. You know, it sounds silly, but it's just like, oh, that's going to make me happy. And therefore, I do things like that just to take care of myself or make the environment just pleasant if I have to do something like grading papers or getting ready for a podcast, something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I tend to incorporate it into my work, which is how I work. That's pretty much my personality anyways. I'm constantly working. So owning a dance studio... I'm able to, fortunately, able to create some classes that I know will make me happy and mm-hmm. make me feel good, like my adult dance class. And uh, I could go in there just having a terrible day, and I come out of there feeling like I could conquer the world. And <laughs> so that really works for me. And then teaching my special needs guys during the day is awesome. So that, for me, is a form of self-care because Absolutely. I'm getting a workout, and I enjoy the people that I'm with. I get to sweat. I get to listen to great music. So really, that's what works for me is incorporating that into my day. Right. And I think that's that's awesome that you can do that and incorporate those things into your day and who you are. And I often think, too, I try to model behavior for my daughter. And when I get too wrapped up in myself, I think about that. What would I want my daughter to do? Like, how would I want her to deal with the stresses in her life? So even the other day, I was like, let's have an adventure today. Like, let's just go out in the sunshine. Like, let's get in the car and see where it leads us. And I think that sometimes wanting to be a model for somebody you care about is a good way of prioritizing the self-care and having you go out there and do what you need to do to take care of yourself. I saw like a little prompt the other day that was asking why getting lost is the best advice somebody could give you. And I thought that was, that's so cool. Like it's true. Getting lost, you get to discover something new like you did with your daughter. You went out for a walk and just enjoyed nature and found your way back and took care of yourselves. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So we are going to explore more of this when we get back from a short commercial break, but we are also going to talk about what's trending in self-care these days, 2019, what's around the corner, what types of things that you can do to take better care of yourself. And we are going to send you a little challenge. But before we go to break, make sure that you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fab Empowers. Use the hashtags GabWithFab and hashtag FabEmpowers. Also visit our website at FabEmpowers.com to get your free gift, your challenge worksheet from this episode and updates 
to join our monthly membership tribe of empowered women. So join us. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We're right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hey, this is Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. We are back talking about self-care and how we are not going to feel guilty anymore for taking care of ourselves, how we need to recharge our battery, do the things we need to do so we can 
be healthy, happy individuals and give to the world what we most want to give to them, our self, our energy, our time. And the only way to do that is to take care of ourselves. So we are going to talk a little bit about trending topics and we are going to get into what you can do to take care of yourself. We have some fun worksheets because fab is all about little worksheets and things to do, taking action so you can go from flat to fabulous. So Sheila, tell me all about what's trending in (laughs) self-care. Oh my, so much trending in self-care these days. The big movement seems to be there's going to be a shift or there's a shift taking place of women trying to reclaim their time. So the shift in self-care is not necessarily like an hour-long class or, you know, a day-long spa treatment, but it's reclaiming your time and really focusing, simplifying your life. Yes. So that, that's a big part of the, the trend these days is simplifying as self-care, which I totally agree with. I have actually have a bracelet. You know those bracelets you can get anything engraved yeah. on it? And I had the word simplify on my bracelet. So that's like a new mantra for you because it's something you need to practice for yourself. It is because things get so hectic, even like my desk. My goodness, I got to clean that thing off. <laughs> I need to simplify because you, you just get overwhelmed with everything. And that is a form of self-care that is trending these days. Also, like the types of workouts, the quality of your workouts is changing. And it's based more on like movement with intention. Yes, that's very true. Right. So more focused on like shorter durations, but more meaningful workouts. I can attest to that. Well, let me say a couple of things about these trends. The first one that you talk about reminds me of the movie Bad Moms, which was just on the other day, where she just was so overwhelmed. Um, And those moms, Mila Mila Kunis, is that her name? The actress. Mm -hmm. And she's going to and fro and doing her kids' projects. And then she finally decides, like, I need to reclaim myself. And not put so much out there and take on so much. So that's the perfect example. Just the movie mm-hmm. are imitating life right there to reclaim what you're doing. And I, the quote that I think about a lot for myself is, um, you know, jump, don't jump an ocean for someone who wouldn't jump a puddle for you. Because we take a lot on and we do a lot. And so putting your energy into things and people that you feel like you can get energy back is really important. So that is a shift. Um, for sure with these trends of saying, hey, we're not going to take this anymore. This is absolutely ridiculous. We need to do less, um, do it with more intention and more quality. And the workouts, for sure, I see people all the time, I teach fitness classes, and they come in there and they don't break a sweat or I can see that they can do a lot more. And I would rather see people do a half hour full out, getting the full benefit of what the fitness has to offer them than come in and a lot of people will put the time in the gym um, but they're not getting the full benefit. In fact, you could do 10 minutes three times a day, full out 10 minutes three times a day. They say it can be more effective if you're doing it properly than doing a whole a half hour of just, you know, giving it half all. So right. that's for sure. What's another trend, Sheila? Oh, another trend is something I'm very familiar with. It's this whole MCT oil thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Where we're going to start seeing products, everything infused with MCT oil. So I saw jelly beans yesterday. Jelly beans. Get out. Yeah, no, I saw it. Jelly beans infused with it. Seriously. Mm, No. Oh, my goodness. Well, it has been shown to be very beneficial to your health, and people who follow the ketogenic diet are familiar with MCT oil. I take it on a daily basis. I take it in like a powder form in my coffee in the morning. 
but it's uh, an added fat that is actually very beneficial. So look for that. Last year was everything was infused <laughs> with CBD oil. This year, everything from jelly beans to toothpaste will be infused with MCT oil. So do some research on that. In fact, it is the number one selling skew in the sports nutrition category. Oh, that's right interesting. Now. Can you believe that? Well, yeah. I think that links to a very important thing to talk about when it comes to self-care is like the quick fixes. Like that just reminds me of like there are trends, like there are trendy things that people do um, from anything like, you know, what is it like putting that blood facial that you oh, have on yeah. your face, you know, mm-hmm. like, and they say that's beneficial um, to, well, obviously, like you're saying with this drink that you can have and the oils that you can put and everything. So. Right. You know, self-care is something that is like a deliberate, intentional thing we're talking about that you can do for yourself. But a lot of people do want this instant gratification right. kind of thing. So making self-care something more a longevity process to help you on a day-to-day basis. Right. And do your research. Feeling. You know, right. you don't <laughs> want, you know, the whole purpose, you don't want MCT infused jelly beans, for goodness sakes. So do your research. Don't follow all the fads. Uh, but the MCT oil in itself is legit. Another right. trending thing these days are IV nutrient treatments. Oh, is it yeah, when you these, get the little shot like, or yeah, the sit, you can sit down? They're like popping up all over the place, these little uh, places, and you go in and you get some vitamins. Yeah, but is that as a result for like people getting hungover? It used to be, but now they're they're expanding it. It's not just hungover. They're expanding it to different types of nutrients, like for your hair, your skin, your nails. You can get an IV because when you get the IV, it bypasses your digestive system. Right. So the nutrients are better absorbed. But those uh, hot spots are popping up. It's a trend. There's like a new drip-in, it's called, in New York. <laughs> and Infused Wellness in Santa Monica, it's IV therapy-focused wellness centers. Right. So look for that. Uh, <laughs> there's a Thrive Drip Spa. If you're in Houston, go, go check it out. A drip for therapy in Kansas City. Right. So those are more on like that extreme like self-care. You know what I mean? Where you're not taking a day-to-day like it's that's something special you would do. Or are people doing that every day or once a week? They're, they're, yeah, they're applying IV therapy. They're putting it into their lives, building it in. I don't know how often the treatments are, but it is a trending self-care topic right now. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. There's, I know there's salt caves that just popped up in our oh, yeah. area where you sit mm-hmm. and like in these salt caves and that's supposed to be very therapeutic for you. Um, but I think it's really important. There's so many fun different things you can do for self-care. And we talked a little bit about the spectrum. What is self-care? Is it, you know, really a physical thing? Could it be just acceptance of yourself? Is it something you do for pleasure? Is it something that helps slow you down? Um, so there are all these different kind of things for self-care, but it's taking the time to really say, okay, I need to figure out for myself. And we mentioned this in the beginning, what are the barriers to maintaining my self-care? And how do I address these barriers? Do I have some like negative coping strategies? Like what does deter you from doing those things that you want to do? I see that a lot with people who, you know, will make a plan and they're like, oh, you know, I can't do it. I'm too overwhelmed. And they won't take the time for themselves. So being intentional and thinking about the different dimensions of who you are and how you do do self-care with each dimension. So when it says, okay, like your mind, how do you care for your mind, your body, your emotions, your spirit? There are these different parts of yourself and each part needs to be nurtured and cared for. And so just saying to yourself, all right, maybe taking the time, and this is going to be part of the worksheet that we're going to give out 
um, if you guys go to our website, of looking at that, your current practice of how you take care of your mind, your body, your spirit, and your emotions. And then those things, those barriers. So what are your biggest barriers? You talked a lot about the fact that you're not very good at it, at Mm -hmm. self-care. What barrier? Is it your own mind? Is it your kids? Is it the demands of your studio? What are you finding happens for you, Sheila? I think I just get overwhelmed with the thought of being overwhelmed. So Mm. I don't really, and I don't make it a priority unless I write it down as part of my list every day. It doesn't get done. So that's my problem is I really need to put it on my list every day. Pick pick something that I'm going to do to take care of myself. And so it's on my to-do list. That's really important for me. That's something that I need to incorporate and I need to be consistent with. Okay, so your maybe self-care pledge is going to be that you are going to write it in your to-do list every day, something Mm -hmm. on your to-do list. Because you know what works for you is you are a person who checks off your to-do list. I do. And oftentimes, and then I need to use the 54321 rule from Mel Robbins again, where I just catapult myself into self-care. Into doing that. (laughs) Literally, figuratively, yes, I just need to do it. Well, and I think something else that, you know, uh, is important for people to think about listening is having a support group of people to help keep you aligned with your goals, with the things you say you want for yourself. So, for example, my daughter's really good at that. She'd be like, Mom, you said you were going to go and sit down. So go and sit down. Because that is something I declared to her. Okay, I need to take more time and just, you know, sit and maybe turn on the TV. I don't ever do that. And she's like, do that, Mom. And so she holds me accountable. So, out there, if you are looking to change this and to make self-care a priority with those people in your main circle, then you're going to want to share that. So you set the intention, you make this pledge to take care of yourself. You think about your mind, body, emotions, and spirit, those different areas of who you are and how you can, in each category, you know, start some kind of new practice. Or maybe it's a practice you had, but you're going to do it more consistently. And then you tell the people that are important to you. You know, a lot of times with fitness, um, I do coaching. And so it is that accountability piece to say, wait a second, you said that this was a priority for you. Let's go for a walk. You know, we don't need to go and party at a bar. Let's go walk together. Let's do something uh, to support your goal. Because ultimately, that's what friends should do. That's what family should do, support each other in our goals. And remember that when you practice self-care, you're actually, it's actually benefiting everybody around you as well, because you are a happier person afterwards. And I think we all know that. And we've all had moments where we've realized that, that, wow, taking that time changed me. And maybe I reacted differently to my spouse or my children because I took some time. Maybe I would have been stressed out if I hadn't have done that. And I would have flipped out on them. And instead, I took some time recharged. And now I'm a better person. I think that's a really good point. It is very important to marinate in those things that you do and do well and are successful. I don't think enough people take the time to focus on, wow, that did help. Or I felt really good about that. I took that exercise class and I felt amazing after. Let me sit in that for a moment. Or even journaling. And I think that's a huge strategy to help when you're trying to figure out what works for you 
record all your feelings and then you look back at a couple of days of writing and you say, wow, that worked. I need to do a little bit more of that. So we often focus on all the negative things. Our brains are hardwired to focus on the negative. Well, we need to start focusing on the positive and what works well and taking the time to say what works well and training your mind for those things that are negative to just kind of push that aside. This is working well. I'm going to implement this. This is great. I hear it all the time. That helped me so much. Hey, put more of that in your life. Nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of really good apps out these days, too, that are trending that will help to, if you need some help or assistance, even some encouragement. I'm going to go through a list of apps that you can download. Uh, some of them do cost money, but of course, nothing is free. So first one is Headspace. It, uh, it's guided oh, yes. meditation. You've heard of that one? Yes. I have that on my phone. It gives you like all these mindfulness techniques Helps you achieve balance. It's a really cool app. Um, two to three minute meditations when you need to pause and to center yourself in the middle of a stressful work day. Another one is called Shine. Have you heard of that one, Sarah? I have heard of that one, Sheila. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It allows you to <laughs> prioritize mental health by helping set personal growth goals. So if that's something you're looking to do, download Shine. Another great one is Goodreads. A lot of people like to read books as a form of self-care, and you can share your books on Goodreads. If you like to color, you know, there's adult coloring books. Oh, yes, for sure. Yes, you like to just step out of your world and color for a little bit. There's an app called Colorfly. It's C-O-L-O-R-F-Y, Colorfly app. It's super relaxing, and you don't even have to worry about staying in the lines. So that's a cool one. I actually don't have that one, but it sounds really cool. I think I'm going to download that today. I do uh, have the Calm app. Do you have that? No, I don't have it, but I, I probably should get it. <laughs> but also, I think anything you could do, anything you could do to bring you back to a carefree time in your life, like coloring, eating marshmallows, throwing marshmallows at your daughter, something like that. Anything you could do is fun and anything to bring stress relief and laughter. Bringing laughter into your life is really, really important. And is a form of self-care. Just adding that laughter is I great. Can't, I can't lay out in the sun with my son in and my um, You could. Baby. But now, what did you call it? Now they're just It's a health scare. Health scare, exactly. It's not, it's not self-care. There's one more app that's really cool. It's called Sanity and Self. And that is like a combination of some coaching. It's got some video on there. It's got some great tips for managing your self-care. That's one to download. I have that on my phone. Excellent. Yes. So remember, you're going to be a happier person when you take the time out. And you're going to be better for other people. When you prioritize self-care, for sure, fill your cup and your cup runs over and you can help everyone else in the world that you want to help. And have joy in each and every day, taking care of yourself, recharging your battery. So community, fab, Fabulous people out there listening. We hope that you take the time and really think about the different aspects of how you're taking care of your mind, your body, your emotions, and your spirit, the current practices you do, maybe some new practices that you want to implement. And you can get our worksheet. Get our worksheet. You can take the self-care pledge. And then you're going to work through the worksheet that we're going to have for you if you go to Fab Empowers. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that you are feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to slay your self-care. 
Remember to follow us on social media at Fab Empowers and visit our website, like Sarah said, for your free gift and your challenge at fabempowers.com. You're going to get a self-care worksheet and you can join our tribe of empowered females through our monthly membership. Make sure you fab it forward and share this broadcast and our pages with other fabulous ladies in your life. After all, we are women helping women here to change the world, and you are a big part of that. So join us next week as we explore the power of positive and how positive thinking backed by action can truly change your life. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Life from Flat to Fabulous. Be sure to join Sheila Turner and Sarah Hartner again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, make it a fabulous week.